Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on the Grow My Grit podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to each of us is the ability to identify the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Grow My Grit podcast. My name is Hayes and I'm so delighted that you can join us today. My guest is Erica Hollingdrake-Weir, the CEO of an amazing organization called Mentoring Moms. And I'm so grateful that you have come to join us on the podcast today. How are you? So good. And thank you, Hayes. I am so excited. I'm just really happy to be here and excited. I love your podcast. So it's an honor. Thank you so much. And what I always start off with guests and inviting individuals to share, tell us how you define your grit So walk us through your G, your R, your I, and your T words, please. Okay, thank you. It's growth, resourcefulness, independence, and tenacity. So I will start with growth, Mm -hmm. which is I commit to myself a minimum of one hour a day to two hours a day on podcasts, reading, uh, I guess, personal growth, but also I love to learn. And I love ideas. So um, I love in-depth conversations with people and sharing ideas and trying to learn something from every encounter, if it's at a coffee shop or no matter where it is. So that's my G. Mm-hmm. My R, resourceful, is I think it honestly stems from the fact that I grew up on a farm and everything was multi-purposed and used and you worked with what you had. I mean, there was no stores closed close by. So Mm. you couldn't just run out and get something. And, um, but I think also the reason it's one of my grit words is it gives me a real sense of pride to be resourceful. Mm. And I find it also taps into being more creative and that's, um, a good outlet personally. And also I love finding solutions. And so Mm. finding solutions, you look at one way, you look at the other way, you, um, Yeah. So I really find, I'll get into this more when we talk about mentoring moms, but using connections and resources was really one of the keys to our success there. Mm -hmm. My I word is independence. And I do, I've been told I'm not an easy person to help. Um, And I know about myself that no one can push me harder than me. Mm. Uh, And good, bad, I'm not going to look at it that way. But um, although I learn from people around me and I love being part of a team, my preference would be to lead the team. Um, That's where I feel I thrive. That's where I'm most comfortable. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's independence. And also um, my best vacations, best. My vacations that I look forward to the most are where I go off by myself. Mm -hmm. And 
I try and do this once a year for two or three days, and I find I get closer to my intuition. Mm. I, it just, I really feel the most recharged and great after um, a, a little vacation by myself. So Amazing. sometimes I say I like my own company way too much, but that's okay. That is that's a good okay. thing. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> my T word is tenacious. And I find, and I, uh, listening to your podcasts, I love that you bring this in a lot with your guests, but comp competition and sports. And so tenacity is where I learned it was through sports. And mm. I was a basketball player and I was five foot four playing at university. But leading up to that, that was, I wasn't the most skilled. I wasn't the fastest, but no one could push harder. And mm. um, so I always felt the best, even if I played bad or if the team lost, if I left everything on the court, mm. all the sweat, all the tears, I was happy. Yeah. And so um, that's tenacity. And those are my grit words. That's an amazing storyline because you brought in so much of who you used to be and how that supports who you are. So it's just fascinating to me the ways in which people choose their words. So I love that you went back in time referencing who you used to be because in a lot of ways, that's exactly who you are and you can already see the parallel. So that's that's a really great place to start. And then my next question, which I also love to hear is, do you find your grit words connect with each other, compete with each other or cooperate with each other? I feel they connect with each other um, because, let me see, I feel that to grow, you have to be resourceful and you can't just have one path of growth. Mm. So, mm -hmm. so that, and then I also feel that I know uh, myself that I grow the most when I can be independent. Okay. And those are the, that's the right setting for me to uh, reach into myself and figure out what's next. When there's too much noise around, I don't grow, I feel, because I need that independence and independent thought and time to just sit and figure things out. And then the tenacity is, um, it just is the way I live. So it has to fit in with everything. Um, now you could say there's a bit of conflict, which was a C you didn't mention, but um, yeah, there, there is a bit of conflict, but I also think that's healthy because again, in accomplishing things and in growing, you need to look at all angles. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for describing the ways in which your words connect together because I've heard lots of perspectives on the relationship between the words. So I appreciate that you feel that your words are building and offering that foundation for you. Building on that same structure, knowing that they're so supportive of each other. When you started mentoring moms, which grit words do you think were most important to get the program off the ground and to keep it moving forward? And please give as much background about mentoring moms for listeners just so that they can know as much as I do. Oh, thank you, Hayes. And I have to say what a great supporter Hayes has been and continues to be with mentoring moms and then personally with believing in people and believing in me. And that is how mentoring moms started by people believing 
Mm. and a common goal. And my words that I use the most were tenacity, no surprise. But um, it was really in, I had a group of volunteers that didn't know their own capabilities. And when we started talking about starting mentoring mums, the whole goal was to connect the mothers that were using the food bank and who showed so much potential and so much diligence in their life. And really, I felt like they're just like us, but yet they don't have the connections, the resources that my group of who then became volunteers, friends, friends did in Mm -hmm. our community. And I thought, can't we just marry that? But when we approached our volunteers, they really weren't believing in what they could bring to the program and what they offered. So in terms of tenacity, it was to keep pushing them. And I've used that word a couple of times, but just actually opening it up to them to realize, no, you may have been a stay-at-home mom for the last 15 years, but A, before that, you were a doctor, you were a lawyer, you were a finance person. And these are the skills that these women need. If you're still interested in using all of your skills, we would love to have you. And they would look at me like, oh, but I don't, I I don't. And all the excuses would come out. And it was just, well, let's try it. And so it was really neat to see that if you just opened their eyes to what they could do, they they believed in things. And another thing I brought to them was, and there's a quote by Jay Shetty, who I don't know if any of you follow Jay Shetty. He's a, a podcaster. And I, I'll, uh, I'll butcher his um, accent because he's an English English mm. guy and he number one health podcast in the world. Oh, and he, I just love it. <laughs> and his quote is, Rather than seeing achievement as status, think of the role you play in other people's lives as the most valuable currency. And when Mm -hmm. I convinced them that they didn't look at themselves as successful anymore because they weren't a doctor, weren't a practicing doctor, they weren't a practicing, um, but what they could bring to the lives of these women just by sharing their professional experience and their personal experience as as a mom was so valuable. And so that was tenacious, how I use that. The second grit word was resourcefulness. And as you can imagine, when you're starting a nonprofit, uh, you have to take whatever you can take, whether we had a boardroom available or a playroom available. And Mm because we always had the moms and their babies. Um, You just used what was available. And a minute before you were supposed to start, start the session, Oh, that room's being booked. You have to go outside to the park. Well, we went outside to the park or often our childminder who helped us with the program would uh, have to cancel or if they had a cold. So then we would be holding babies on our hips as we're presenting. And again, as mentioned, there's just so much satisfaction in moving on and just Mm. being resourceful. So an interesting point, what I found was it was I felt it very easy to ask for things, to ask for favors when we were setting up Mentoring Moms. So anyone I knew that could help us in terms of volunteer or could provide some fundraising to support our moms, I would ask them like nobody's business. But then going back to my independent grit word and not being an easy person to help when it's about me, oh, no, I won't ask Ah. for help. So it... 
Uh, yeah, and I didn't, I have to tell you, Hayes, I did not realize this parallel or connection until I did your grit exercise. Amazing. And I'm grateful for that discussion and revelation because part of what I enjoy about the work I've done is really giving access to giving people access to themselves. I always say that I'm not the one who chooses your words. I cannot do anything other than receive them and watch you really watch individuals, watch myself as the same process, just see things that have been there, but were not visible until this particular framework made its way into your life. So I love that you're already learning more about yourself by reflecting on all the hard things that you do and how you do them. I'm grateful that you shared that. And what I'm interested in a bit of a tangent is when you spoke about the tenacity required to draw these women out of their perspective that having been a stay-at-home mom for X number of years wasn't in fact a kind of work is incredible because being a stay-at-home mom is in fact a full-time job. And a lot of people, like you said, have dissociated that work from their professional expertise. So it's, again, I'm grateful that that experience for your volunteers was, even though you were in profession X, that time you took off to take with your family and be for your children was another set of expertise. So as the CEO of Mentoring Moms, I'm asking you to bring all of that with you. I'm owning the fact that you had this professional expertise and asking you to marry that with the choice you made to put that on hold and now now inspire other another generation of women, moms, who are going to be practicing in their profession later on. So again, it's just neat that your volunteers needed to be reminded of their capacity to work and contribute just because they stopped contributing professionally and chose to contribute to their family. So I'm grateful that that, uh, that awareness was, was made for them through your program and that you just continue to inspire others to be more of who they are. That's what I think is one of my descriptors about you is that you're just constantly accessing potential in people. And that leads me to my next question. Knowing about your passion for community service, as well as your ability to activate potential in others, what advice would you give to someone who wants to create community, but doesn't know where to start? Okay, I think there's two points on this. One is for people to really know, know what their passion is, and then recognize a need and make sure it's useful. So I take this from another quote from a book that's one of my favorites called Think Like a Monk. And it's passion plus expertise plus usefulness equals dharma. And dharma is something that I think people are looking for in their either their volunteer experiences or their work. You want it to be about your passion, but there's no point in doing it if, if you're passionate about X and the world or the community doesn't need X. Mm -hmm. So you have to marry all those things. And my best advice would be once you know that, what your passion is, and you've recognized a need, and you feel this need would be useful in a whatever framework you decide, is to talk to people about your ideas before you've even started it. Um, it's just at parties, at the gym, at the, in the coffee line. And what I find that does is it gives you feedback from a, a number of different perspectives. And so, someone might go, oh, that, mm, I like that idea, but maybe if you did it this way and you're like, I never thought of that. Or someone says, oh, I think that's fabulous. I have so-and-so. And that's how we got our whole volunteer base. I was at a party and we just started mentoring moms. 
And there was a neighbor who I'd never met at this party that wasn't even close to our house. We'd never met. We'd never spoken. And within two minutes, I was just so jazzed about mentoring moms that I started explaining it to her. She said, oh my gosh, I have been looking for this. And she was a marketing person who worked on very high up in a pharmaceutical company. And she said, you know, I'd really love to get back to using my marketing skills. I have two young kids, but I loved it. And she was beyond phenomenal, the biggest gift. Mm. And so you just never know when you talk about your passions and your ideas and, and then just rally and ask for, ask for favors, ask friends for help when you're starting something in the community, because like I said, you just never know. Yeah. And what I appreciate about that answer is I could hear a collective gasp from the people who think, I cannot speak my idea until it's perfect. I cannot share it with anybody because we had an episode about that, that good enough can actually be great because it's not that the idea you've created has to be the fullest expression of what your program, what your initiative will be. But part of the advice that you're sharing with listeners and with me is really start to recognize the role that other people can contribute to what it is that you have. It's not up to you to create this fully formed masterpiece. It's up to you to pair your passion, pair your usefulness, pair all that energy that you had created. And from there, let the people who are supposed to help you, help you who don't know how to help you until you ask. So that was a great, um, again, I heard a collective gasp because some people think, I can't talk about my idea. It's not fully formed. And at the same time, your experience was it only got stronger, the idea, and it only got easier to implement because the people who needed to, who were looking for that exact opportunity were on the receiving end. So that was really exciting and um, reminiscent of a couple of conversations I've had with people around. I don't, know how to share unless it's complete. And you've reinforced the idea that nothing can necessarily be complete right off the bat. And the best thing for you, for the community is to spread and distribute and connect with what's possible. So thank you for that advice. Well taken. So good. You're welcome. Now, another part of the grit growth guide that I invite everyone to complete as part of showing up on the podcast and with one-to-one clients is really recognizing the role of your value. So part of the conversation is that I ask people to pick your top five values because it's really powerful when your values in life relate to how you do hard things. And what I noticed about your grit growth guide is that your top two values were autonomy and family, but those seem like competing priorities. So I'd love to know how your grit allows you to navigate or juggle those opportunities. So how does your grit help you experience these opposing identities and really bounce back and forth between them? I loved this question because it was hard and um, (laughs) and it required a lot of thought, which was great. And Mm -hmm. I mean, family, I get emotional about Two things, and it's family and it's the work we did with Mentoring Moms. And I guess family, I've just felt like it's been the greatest privilege, as corny as this may sound, mm-hmm. greatest privilege of, of my life to be a part of my little family of five, my mm. three kids and my husband. And, um, and to be honest, being in the position that we could make the choice with or without sacrifices that one of us would be home. And that allowed me and through the support of my family to also at the same time as taking care of them, pursue passions, the green party, mentoring moms, uh, coaching at the school, 
things like that. And uh, it's just, it's been the greatest gift. And every day that's in the background and I never forget it. And I, mm -hmm. I won't say I never don't feel it because there's <laughs> times when you have three kids under five and you're, you know, you're not all that grateful, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it has just been a huge privilege. And then I have a larger family. There's 16 of us with my sisters and their kids, my nieces and nephews. And again, I am never more content and peaceful than when I'm with all of them. Mm. And I just feel it through every bone. And so that's where family comes in. And then in terms of autonomy, one of the, the things that I focused on with being in the role of a stay-at-home parent was that I, my my goal was to make my kids as independent as possible as soon as possible mm -hmm. so they could cook their own meals at four, at four, four years old because they can, because they could fold laundry, rake leaves at three or five because yeah. they can. Yeah. And, it, and I, I felt that it gave them a sense of pride to do those things. And it wasn't easy and it was hard work, but uh, I wanted them to feel autonomy in the sense that if they didn't have other people to rely on, if they didn't have people to ask, do I do this? Do I do that? If they didn't have Google, then they were like, yeah, I, I can decide this on my own and I'm going to be okay because I've had practice doing stuff on my own. Yes. And then also with autonomy, um, there's, I don't know if many listeners uh, follow Gretchen Rubin, who's a podcaster and written many books called The Happiness Project. And one of her other books is uh, The Four Tendencies. So you can decide, are you an obliger, a rebel, a questioner, or an upholder? And without even doing the quiz, I'm like, I'm a questioner. So I question everything. Mm. And I just... Uh, Autonomy is just, I feel that no one is in charge of my fate, but me. And I like that feeling, to be honest. I like that feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I, it does cause me to question everything to make sure all the factors have been taken into account, everything. Because ultimately, if, if what turns out isn't, um, doesn't move me forward, then it was me. So yes. I question everything, but I like, I do, I really like that feeling of just relying on myself. Yeah. And again, what I'm hearing is that tie to resourcefulness or resourceful. You really supported that connection between grit and your values because a lot of what you're passing on to your children is a function of the things that you value, as well as how you approach obstacles. As a little kid on a farm, you're like, we will get all the manual labor done because we are built for this and it's not going to be a big deal. It's just going to be a skill set that I've passed on to you. So it's really neat to consider all the ways in which your grit has actually allowed you to inspire your kids to be aware of the possibility of being resourceful and to realize it's just what it is. It's not as though, well, of course I rake leaves. I'd imagine them going to their friends' houses and their friends maybe not knowing that they could rake leaves. So thinking, well, what do you mean you helped your mom rake leaves? What do you mean you don't help your mom rake leaves? Like it's, 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 a, it's a neat um, paradigm shift for your kids to have witness that. And it's again, I'm hearing from your shares that you've been resourceful for decades, you've been autonomous and continuing that modeling for your kids, which is another really important source of inspiration is watching your parents do hard things and letting that be a source of 
opportunity or options when it's your turn to do hard things. So I loved everything about that answer. But I also wanted to bring forward for listeners, again, going back to the grit growth guide that I invite people to complete. Part of the questioning and line of thinking is areas of change. So if growing your grit, for example, meant that you had to change something in your life, there are 10 areas of change to consider. And what you pointed out on your grit growth guide is that changing your habits might actually be one of the hardest things. So I'd love for you to share, how do you think moving from your grit, how do you think moving from your growth, moving from all of your grit words, could actually create opportunities for you to change your habits in, say, the next month? Well, your timing is impeccable, Hayes, because (laughs) I started the 30-day program at Power Yoga Canada, which I have done in the past, but it's such a fabulous opportunity for a reset to look at things in a different way and and to just listen to others and and where we all see ourselves in others and mm-hmm. so that's the the growth the g the growth uh over the next month that's yes. that's the plan mm-hmm. and resourcefulness it's really about In terms of changing habits, one of the things that I would like to work on is being a little easier on myself. And I've used the word push myself. Well, I want to dial it back. And so being resourceful is using tools that I've learned over the years. And one is called RAIN. I don't know how many people are familiar with that, but it's about when you're feeling an uncomfortable emotion and you want to react right away to your old habits you recognize, acknowledge, investigate, and nurture. And they even talk about, so you recognize what that feeling is. You acknowledge the feeling. I'm feeling this. It's okay. You investigate where it's coming from. And then the nurture part is the number one thing that is a challenge, but you put your hand on your heart and you actually try and take care of yourself in that moment. So that's where I'm going to use that resource to change a habit. Mm-hmm. And the independent part is to change my habits. So it's really about almost not being so independent. And I don't know mm. how that fits in at all. I have no idea how that would fit into your framework. About, that's okay. Uh, even though it's one of the things that maybe has provided you success in the past, it can be too much. And yes. so I want to dial that back a bit, but I'd love to hear your take on, yeah, on that one. And absolutely. then um, the tenacity, how I will use that is just to never give up. So if I fall back on a habit, that's okay. I start again, not to give up. So I think that will be good. That's fantastic. And I love that you brought up that idea of, well, I picked the word independence, so don't I have to be striving for independence the whole time? But you pulled into part of what I offer as the conversation that we are all, each of our words is a continuum in some sense. So you may actually, what your typical level of independence is, to your point, maybe it's dialing back in your desire to be completely independent, to be totally autonomous, to be totally resourceful. So again, recognizing that the obstacle of changing your habits, which is not something you've done, because as a stay-at-home parent and as a whole bunch of things all in one, you've needed to rely on habits to get through all the routines and all the schedules and all the activities, because you have three very busy, busy kids. And so again, it's that idea that independence for you as you change your habits, like you said, might actually be dialing it back. So to honor that point, you don't 
just because it's your word doesn't mean you're always doing it to the max. Sometimes the hardest part, like you said, the nurturing piece is a level of just coming back to where you are versus seeing where you're going. A lot of your independence references talked about where you're going to get yourself to be, but that option from the nurture from rain is really, well, where am I now? So in terms of what my kind of thoughts would be on that independence, do exactly what you propose. Shift the dial. It's still your word. You're just shifting the amount or the intensity of the independence and using that extra energy you've created to check in and see, you know, where am I versus where am I going to get to later? But that's a great, I love that you first of all gave that so much thought because changing is hard and habits, like I said, especially as part of a family of five, your habits are tied to so much of what else is needed of you and what's been expected of you for all those years. So I love that you were able to kind of put something in place and now it's recorded. So it's going to be out in the world. I'll be sure to check in with you in a month just to see how it's feeling. Not that you have to have done everything you said, but again, your grit words are very proactive. So I can see that there'll be growth no matter what, because you're looking for that opportunity. You will be a different person tomorrow in 30 days because of your approach to doing hard things. And what I love that I've heard so much for myself and for listeners is that element of connection. Everything that you're doing in spite of independence, autonomy, you are constantly looking to the community to help you do all those hard things. So as much as there is the space that I can contribute, I can also be supported. So you definitely don't have to feel like you're hard to help. All I've heard you speak to in this episode is how open you are to create that space to help. And I'm grateful that you made time for this conversation. I'm grateful that you referenced so many other podcasts because that's what we need, those opportunities to learn from each other. I will include all of that in the show notes. Let me know, is there anything that you want listeners to take away after having thought through how you do hard things and looking forward to some of the hard things on your horizon? Oh, thank you, Hayes, because one of the things that did come up as we were talking about community and is is if people have any opportunity to do a very, very small thing for anyone in their daily life, in their weekly, uh, the repercussions of that can be way, way more than anybody knows, whether it's letting someone ahead of in line ahead of them or saying a kind word to someone that may or may not be having a down day. And we just saw this was never more prevalent than with our moms. And the most profound thing that happened in all of our workshops was moms that would come to us and say, honestly, I don't know why all of you are spending all this time on us. Like you're not getting paid. And I just, I I don't understand. But if you believe so much in, in me, I guess I better start believing in me. And then week after week, we saw them think about goals for themselves and make plans for themselves and get more confident about doing that. And it was just remarkable because to us, it was, you know, for our volunteers who came in for the workshop, it was one hour out of their week and it made a huge difference. And so, you know, any little thing, you never know what those uh, results can be when you show someone their own potential through your actions. Mm-hmm. And that's that was the greatest, greatest gift of mentoring moms that I'm so grateful for. 
Oh my goodness. And where that takes me into kind of a conclusion is that my focus has always been on knowing your grit, growing your grit and showing your grit. But I feel as though your potential podcast future would be the whole know your potential, grow your potential and show your potential because of that ability that you have to draw out expertise in others. So I will let you come up with the name. I will let listeners contribute as they see fit. But that would be my my takeaway that you are doing so much meaningful work and inspiring others to do that. And potential is limitless, just like you said. <laughs> oh, I love it. I yes. love it. Your framework, your framework could be just, there's no end to where it could go. So thank you. I love that endorsement. And I just appreciate uh, anyone that listens and takes something from this. And the opportunity has just been more than I more than I dreamed. Thank you, Hayes. You are so welcome. Once again, this is Erica Holland-Drake. We are CEO of Mentoring Moms. Lots of opportunity going forward, and we will keep you posted via the podcast. Check us out online at Grow My Grit, and just stay amazing. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by me, Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at growmygrit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage, and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.